Welcome to DMV Realtor Radio, the daily podcast for real estate businesses in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Each episode, we cover tactics for making more money in less time and valuable business strategies to help DMV real estate professionals move business forward. DMV Realtor Radio is perfect for real estate agents, team members, rainmakers, brokers, and owners. You want to make this the best year in business. We provide the tools. This is DMV Realtor Radio, and here's your host, Jason Stone. Welcome, All-Star Realtors. My name is Jason Stone, and I want to thank you for joining this episode of DMV Realtor Radio. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest on the show. Her love of real estate and design started back during childhood, where she would regularly tour homes with her mother and redecorate her bedroom annually with the earnings from her work at a local pet boutique. She actively volunteers with the Humane Rescue Alliance and Shepherd's Table, where she serves on the board. And when she's not working with clients, you can find her spending time in her kitchen trying out new recipes, among a host of other creative passions. Welcome, Amber Harris of At Home DC. Hi, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, Amber, thanks so much for carving some time uh, out of your day and certainly uh, the fun that you get to have with your creative passions and servicing clients at a high level uh, throughout the DMV and uh, really excited to really unpack, uh, you know, your background and and really how you've had the opportunity uh, as far as your communications background and being a leader in the media industry to apply that to real estate and design. Could you give us a sense of how you set up your business? such that your passions and interests in communications and marketing are showing up in a big way in your real estate businesses? Um, I decided it was time to start my own business. It's actually something I've been thinking about for a long time, and I think it prepared me really well for kind of the jump into real estate and decorating. And I, you know, I'd like to say there was some pivotal aha moment. Um, not necessarily, but I think you know, I just recognized an opportunity in time and kind of a pivot point to be able to jump in. And of course, starting a business, my first thought with given my background went to marketing and brands. Um, it's interesting enough, I actually decided on the name of my business partially because I wanted to make sure I could secure the domain name, the social media handles. That's where my mind went first. Um, but really took a very thoughtful process to what my brand would be and how I wanted to, this business to look. Um, so that's what's brought me to here where I am today. That's fantastic, Amber. And, you know, so since getting into side of real estate industry, I know that you've uh, had the opportunity to learn some things along the way as you uh, really marry your background with branding and, and marketing to apply it to your real estate services. And uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to uncover the the key items, the main points of focus and thus action uh, that as a listener, I can go ahead and take and look to replicate some of these steps. So whereas maybe I don't haven't established myself as a brand, some of the things you've learned are pros and cons. Do I brand myself as a individual realtor? Should I be branding myself as, a, as an entity? Um, I guess, how'd you go about really distinguishing how you chose your brand in short? Yeah. So for me, you know, as you could have pointed out, agents, we are our brands and, you know, a brand isn't necessarily just a logo or a name, but it's really a collection of attributes. It's your values. Um, it's, it's a whole sales proposition um, in working with clients and with partners. And I wanted to create something that would resonate, you know, with my sphere, with clients, and that I could continue to build upon and grow. Um, so the first kind of step of that for me was really 
a brand that would communicate my mission. And having come from a completely different career, you know, I came into real estate not just as a job, but because I felt almost a calling. I've always enjoyed helping people, being a consultant, being a guide, um, taking my business expertise. I'm a graduate of Georgetown. My degree was in business, international business and marketing, and wanted to apply that to this field and to this passion area. Um, so for me, my brand at home DC was really born out of that simple concept of the value that I personally place in a space that I call home. And I think it's something that many, many others do, certainly in these times that we're in right now. I think we're all hyper-focused on what home means to us and not just the walls that we're trapped in more than we would like to be. Uh, but really, you know, what works for us and our families. And for me, you know, the brand itself at Home DC, I found would work really equally well as if I was talking about my real estate business, which is the, the, the biggest portion of my business, about 90% of my business, as well as my interior decorating business. It's really about having someone find or create their perfect at home, as I like to say. And what I liked about it too, is that it's not about me. My name isn't in it. It's really about the end results for my clients. And I think that's clear before you even meet me. So that's kind of I'm boiling down many, many weeks and months of thought to kind of how I, I arrived at my initial brand. Yeah, I, I really love how you began with the end in mind and decided very early on that in order to establish a brand that was going to be of value uh, from service to the client is that it was important to put the client first. And uh, certainly at home, DC finds itself focused on the client. And uh, really letting that be the chief aim of how your brand gets to communicate your mission. Yeah, absolutely. And it's even in little things, you know, those two words at home, you know, you do a Google search, they appear everywhere. There certainly are other businesses that engage those in their, in their branding. Um, but for me, it was something I could have fun and play with. I mean, some of my initial iterations for my website involved me, you know, saying entertaining at home or um, you know, designing at home, et cetera, taking those two words and applying them to things that could be tent holes on my blog, for example. So I really kind of tried to take a very thoughtful approach to something that communicated my, my proposition and what I wanted to do and be with clients, but also that was flexible enough that it could evolve. You know, if I decided I wanted to add a staging arm, for example, to my business, that would seem equally in line with that at-home brand. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that evolution. So after you've set a great foundation and, and really tied your mission to the way that you're going to build out a brand, uh, what have you been able to do and what would you advise to someone who wants to build upon that brand to branch out and be creative business-wise? Yeah, I mean, I think brands are, are very personal. And I think so many successful agents are their brand and have built their brand around their name and their personality. And I think that is certainly a, a great pathway to success. But for me, maybe it's because I come from a background in public relations where I was always the person behind the scenes and the one prepping executives and talent for interviews. You know, I personally was not the one that wanted to be the Amber Harris group. That just, that just didn't feel right to me. So I wanted a brand that could really grow with my business and also with the long game in mind, you know, something that's portable. So, you know, a, a very tactical example of that is, you know, I chose to set up separate social media accounts for my business early on. 
Um, I certainly leveraged my personal accounts and my followers there. Um, but I wanted to build something from scratch, if you will, that while it's very much tied to me, is not dependent wholly on me. Um, so that was something that was very purposeful from the beginning. Um, and, you know, in 10 years, 20 years, if I decide I want to go into another business, make another, you know, 180 degree <laughs> transition, you know, I hopefully have something given my database, my book of business, et cetera, that could be transitioned to somebody else more seamlessly than if it was Amber Harris team. Amber, I've enjoyed having the opportunity to continue to learn more about you and how you're purposely growing your business. And I remember in a prior conversation, you've shared that when it comes to branding and marketing, that you do not have to do it all, but you do have to do it consistently. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that applies to branding. And that's whether we're talking about real estate or any other industry, but certainly to the practice of real estate. I think there are so many opportunities that come to you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, that I think often we have shiny object syndrome, right? You know, you're, you're looking at every which direction. You hear about somebody else or you see somebody else is doing something and you want to do that. But you really kind of need to start with the fundamentals. You know, you want to make sure that you are grounded in your brand and what it is. And then you implement a strategy consistently over time. And then you build upon that. Then you add and you layer onto that. You know, a great example is if we're talking about social media specifically when it comes to your brand, you know, so many agents, maybe they don't have a background in social media. Maybe it's not comfortable for them. Well, you don't need to be on every platform. Just because TikTok is all the rage doesn't mean it's right for you. I would rather do one thing and do it really, really well um, than dilute myself um, and try to spread myself too thin to appeal to what I think is what I should be doing. And I think that's a really important thing to do. And I think consistency is what will allow things to become more familiar and more comfortable for you and then give you that latitude to grow and to add new things to your to your offering and to build upon your brand and the ways that you're reaching audiences. Mm -hmm. what, it, what it sounds like is that as far as your brand is concerned, it, it's not a hot pocket or it's not a quick heat and eat where you just... Uh, do everything all at once and overnight you have this empire. Yet what I, I've taken away from what you've shared already so far is that when you are purposeful around following a plan, you can have the opportunity to incrementally layer on that next, whether it's a new social media channel, uh, another uh, page on your website, uh, newsletter offerings or additional services around how you're keeping people informed around what's going on inside of real estate. And uh, I, I know for anyone listening right now who could be thinking about how do I navigate around such a daunting topic of marketing and branding, what we're hearing right now from Amber is, you know, just, just be consistent and let time on task over time allow you to strategically build upon that into something large and consistent like Amber has built with At Home DC. Absolutely. I'd add on to that too, that, as important as marketing is, as important as it is to have a social media res uh, presence and a great website, you know, I know from my business and looking at kind of my numbers, where I get my business from, that at the end of the day, if I'm producing, you know, 10 videos a week for Instagram, that's not what is the primary driver of my business. Could it have a positive impact on my business? No doubt. But for me, and especially in these times where, you know, our interactions with people are more limited, and at least on a physical sense, 
those one-on-one engagements are where I thrive and I know personally is a sweet spot for me. And so I view a lot of my channels, whether it's, you know, my newsletter, my website, what I'm doing on social media as things that kind of add authenticity to who I am as a person and they add legitimacy. So somebody who hasn't met me, you know, say a past client sends along my, my, my signature to somebody else and they go click on it and they go to my website or they go to my Instagram page. It's consistent with who I am and it shows who I am and it shows me in a favorable light and is accurate. But that's not the reason why people are choosing to work with me, nor is it for me in my personal business, my lead generation source. And so while I could easily, given my background, spend, you know, more than 40 hours a week creating content, I choose to spend that time really connecting one-on-one with my sphere because I think that's the primary driver of my business for now. And as I said, that can evolve over time and it's different for every agent. Um, but I think it's it's important to, again, not get caught up in shiny object syndrome and get, not get jealous or feel like because so-and-so is doing it that way, that that's the way that you need to do it. Certainly observe, listen, ask questions and try new things. Absolutely. But don't let it become something that ends up paralyzing you because you feel overwhelmed by the world of possibility out there. We've already hit on two of the top three, I'll say fears or limiting beliefs that I commonly come across when coaching and consulting agents throughout the DC, Maryland and Virginia area, uh, as it relates to branding, marketing, social media, if you will. Uh, With those two things we've covered so far is uh, this kind of need to do it all at once or look for the grand slam. And, And as a result, the second thing is to really get caught into chasing shiny objects. And uh, I want to take an opportunity to unpack with you that third item is that if I'm someone out there who uh, has a fear or limiting belief around actually authentically posting or opening up, you know, kind of my world, whether it's professionally or personally inside of a marketing and a branding space, how can I go about that? Or what would you say to that person as far as some some early on steps to take? You know, I think the biggest thing I've realized in my conversations with other agents and just other professionals that are in various places in the evolution or creation of their business is that a lot of those beliefs are things that we place upon ourselves. And I always ask myself the question, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, so I go live on Facebook and I do a video and People comment on it great. Maybe they don't. Maybe I don't like the way I look in the video or I mess up and I stumble over my words. So what? Um, That's kind of the approach that I take to things. You know, certainly you want to do things with the potential risks in mind, but the risk and the reward, when you look at kind of the balance there, the potential for the reward is so much higher. And I also feel like the more you try new things and you experiment, the more comfortable you'll get over time. You're never going to get there if you don't try. Um, So I think, you know, it's just throwing caution to the wind sometimes and realizing, you know what, you do it, you delete it, right? If you really hate it that much, you delete it after you're done. But I think most people will find that you'll gain greater confidence over time. And again, you know, people want to see you. They don't want to see prepackaged, you know, images that you pulled off the internet. They don't want to see what they're seeing from everybody else. They want to see who you are and what you're doing. You know, so for me, you know, if it's me putting a picture of myself standing in front of a showing with my homemade mask before I got a a better made one, um, socially distancing from my client as they're looking at their home, 
people are going to like that. They're going to resonate with that. That tells the story. And that's ultimately what we need to do through social media and through our marketing is tell a story so that people want to connect with us further. They want to deepen that connection and ultimately trust us to partner with them on their real estate needs. And Amber, in that same vein, as far as being, you know, rather protective around the brand, uh, you know, certainly for anyone looking out to make, whether it's time investment or financial investment with logo and design creation, how can we go about actually protecting that brand and making sure that the value continues to uh, grow and build and remain high? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it kind of starts with stepping back. And, you know, I think we started off our conversation talking about building a brand that communicates your mission. I do think it's important for every business owner, whether they're a real estate agent or otherwise, to, I mean, there's there's no substitute for jumping in and getting things done, absolutely, but to step back and really take some time, you know, set aside an afternoon to reflect upon your business, your goals, your mission, your vision, your values, and then take a filter that you've built around that and apply that to your future activities, the opportunities that you choose to engage in and everything else. Um, unfortunately, with your brand, you know, you certainly can create it, build it, make it bigger. But all it takes is one action or one bad partnership to really cheapen your brand and diminish it. And we've all seen this with big multinational brands that make mistakes, something simple, um, that they lose that equity that they've spent so much time building. So I think it's super important to take the time to kind of really apply that filter to what you're doing. And that could be everything from, you know, who you choose to do a podcast interview with. So Jason, you passed muster. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> I think you, you're well aligned with my brand and the, the, the quality that I try to put out there. Absolutely. Um, but it, you know, also could be, you know, as simple as, you know, the marketing materials you produce, the swag, right. You know, is it consistent with what you want to be known for? Um, and it sounds so simple, um, but I think so many people, again, get caught up in the moment and don't take that extra minute or two to think about saying yes to something. And that could be a partnership with somebody in the industry. It could also be someone like clients, right? You know, we've all been there where, you know, we are trying to win the client. We want them to work with us, but sometimes there are situations where, you realize early on that it's not a match and that you're not aligned in terms of your values and you have to make that hard decision to say no. And I think that's super important as well. Amber, in, in terms of your business, where does the audience come into play as it relates to the strategies and engagement you develop? For me, the truth is that every contact follower or reader of my blog, they have their own motivations and needs. So you can't be everything to everyone. And if you try to do that, you're just going to, you're fail. You're going to fail. You're going to hinder your own success and what you could be. Um, but your brand and marketing still can speak to different audiences in different ways at the same time. I like to liken it to, say, like a Disney animated movie. You know, you're watching a movie with your kids or your nieces or your nephews, and there are jokes in there that are clearly directed at the adults watching with their kids that go over the heads of the younger audiences. And then there's stuff that entertains and delights that younger audience. And I think. In the same way, what we do and what we communicate out can speak to audiences on different levels at the same time. You know, a great example for me is that I work with a lot of clients that are relocating to the D.C. area. They're either people that are referred to me by previous clients or by fellow agents that I've connected with across the country and around the world. 
Um, and if they're checking me out before, you know, we connect and maybe decide to work together, you know, they might go look at my Instagram page and they'll see a post with a pretty little, you know, loaf of banana bread that's tied with a green ribbon and has keys attached to it. Um, after reading the caption, you know, you're going to realize that that bread was actually homemade. I am a baker, hashtag baking realtor. Um, the keys were actually the keys for new homeowners that were moving here from out of state. And that was the method that I chose for delivering those keys because we are in the times, unfortunately, of COVID-19 where I couldn't hand them off in a traditional way. And for me, my engagement with my clients and the level of care and service I provide is the number one thing. And you have to believe that these times where I can't do things the way I would do them before, it really pains me. So that was my creative solution to that. Now, if you're kind of looking at that post, if you are just someone in my sphere, you know, you're understanding that, okay, I'm learning. Oh, yeah, little things. I didn't think about that. Like, you can't really like to hand off keys in the same way you could before or things like drive-by closings, all those things that we're doing right now. If you are a potential client of mine, you're seeing that and you're saying, oh, wow, you know, there's this great level of care that this agent has for her clients. And that's something that hopefully would appeal to you. And then if you are a referring agent, it just shows you that I'm actively working with referrals and that their clients would be in good hands. So again, that's a post that I have all these different audiences that follow me on Instagram or Twitter or like my Facebook page. But that little image can, can work and have a message that works for all of them. I don't have to speak to anyone in isolation. That's so wise, and it truly is a testament to uh, your level of care and, and personal service you're excited to deliver uh, to your clients. So, uh, Amber, where, where can folks continue to keep up with you uh, as far as following your journey and all the things that At Home DC continue to do? Yeah, of course. You can find At Home DC and me online at athomedc.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as At Home DC, and that's the word at and not the at sign. I'm also on LinkedIn, of course. And, you know, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about marketing, communication, social media, real estate, decorating, baking banana bread, whatever it may be. You let me know. And I, I would love to chat. I really do love connecting with people um, and sharing ideas and learning. And, you know, that's what I'm all about. That's why I love that you're doing this podcast, Jason. And thank you so much for having me. Yes, Amber, thanks so much for being on. I look forward to having another opportunity to do this uh, down the line as, uh, you know, the business continues to grow and uh, share updates and uh, opportunities going forward. So much continued success and all the best as you continue to build at home, DC. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the episode on DMV Realtor Radio. Onward and upward. Go ahead and take it away, Keith. You've wrapped up another episode on DMV Realtor Radio, the daily podcast to help DMV real estate professionals move business forward. We trust that you've gotten some useful and practical information from this episode. To access the show notes and download the tools mentioned, head over to dmvrealtorradio.com. For latest news and video updates, follow host Jason Stone on Instagram and Facebook at I am Jason Stone. Till next time.